0: Wasn't that awesome? Happy Easter, Gospel Light Baptist Church. And those of you that are visiting with us today, you know, I I got to thinking about that word Easter. I grew up uh, in a culture that kind of made the word Easter a little bit iffy. In fact, sometimes I was told that it was some pagan fertility false god, you know. And I want to answer that question today just real quick. That is not true. In fact, the word Easter actually comes from a word that means to rise. In fact, if you think about it, we have our English word, East, which is where the the sun rises. And so this morning, when I stand here and say, Happy Easter to you, what I'm really saying is, Happy Risen. (laughs) And, and, And this morning, we want to get a little more specific. Happy Risen Savior. That's the message of Easter. The message of Easter is, Christ is risen. And that's what these songs are all about, and that's why we're here. And and we want you to know, everyone in the building, if I'm your pastor, I love you. And if you're visiting with us today, I love you. But I want you to know, greater than that, God loves you. And His love was exhibited on the cross, and our salvation was sealed and made possible when three days later, He rose from the dead. But you know, the question this morning is rather simple. Maybe not so simple for some, but the question is this. Who is Jesus Christ? Who is he? That is the most important question that can ever be asked and has ever been asked in the history of the world. And we want to consider that question today. And our prayer is that you would love that man, Jesus Christ. And Jesus was born, just a few facts about Jesus. He was born roughly about 2,000 years ago... He lived in a very small rural town. He was raised by a young mother who was likely a teenager at his birth. His father was a peasant carpenter. Additionally, Jesus had brothers and he had sisters. And for the first 30 years of his life, he lived in relative obscurity. He was swinging a hammer with his father in the construction business. And around the age of 30 is when Jesus began his public ministry. He began to teach. He began to preach. He even healed. His resume is rather simple. He never traveled more than a a few hundred miles away from home. He never married. He never had any children. Additionally, his life was lived in a very simple way. So much so that for much of his life, he was homeless as he was working for the cause of God the Father. And yet we find that Jesus Christ is the most significant person that has ever lived in the history of the world. More songs have been sung about him, and more paintings have been painted of him, and more books have been written regarding him more than anyone that has ever lived in the history of the world. And on this day, Easter Sunday, millions of people around the world, I dare say I'd be exaggerating if I said, Over a billion people across the world, on the earth, are gathering together as we are to worship Him as Lord, as God, as Savior Christ and King. There is no one who has transformed the world like Jesus Christ. Our two largest holidays are regarding Him. Christmas, we celebrate His birth. We honor His birth And on this day, Easter Sunday, we celebrate his resurrection, the fact that he rose from the dead. Our entire calendar is based on this man. B.C. is before Christ, A.D., Anno Domini, the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so it is my great privilege and honor on behalf of the the people of Gospel Light Baptist Church, on behalf of these musicians who have done such a great job in presenting not just a musical, But a testimony of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're going to share with you this morning eight things that Jesus Christ said about himself. These are unparalleled things. These are unprecedented things. These are claims that no one has ever made about themselves. And yet Jesus made these eight claims about himself. Number one, Jesus said this. Jesus said he came down from heaven. In John chapter 6, in verse 38 and verse 42. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, Jesus said, but I came to do the will of him that sent me. And here's what they said. Their response to that was this. Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I came down from heaven? What is Jesus telling us when he says he came down from heaven? Jesus is telling us that he existed before his entrance into human history through the womb of his mother Mary. He is telling us that he existed in eternity past as God without beginning or without ending. And those who were present on that day were staggered at that statement. They were stunned at it so much that they said, whoa, wait a minute. This is Jesus. I mean, this is the dude we, 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 we work with. This is the guy we 've eaten with. This is the guy we walk with. His mother is, is Mary, and, and his father's Joseph, right? I mean, come on, come down from heaven. But Church Jesus is God from heaven. He has come in a human history on a rescue mission for us. It is important that we understand that Jesus is not a man that became God. He is God that became man. He humbled himself and he came on a rescue mission to seek, to serve, and to save everyone who has sinned. Which is everyone who has ever lived except for him. Jesus came down from heaven. Number two, Jesus said he is more than just a good man. We read this in Mark chapter 10 verse 17 and 18. He says and when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running. Here's a man running to Jesus. That man falls down and kneels to him and asks him, Good master, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. And this morning many are making the same tragic mistake that this man made. You would say that Jesus, too, is is a good man. But you would deny or have trouble with the fact that he is the God-man. Many are comfortable with saying that he performed miracles. Many are comfortable with saying that he did a lot of good things. Many are okay with the fact that he was a teacher, he was a servant, uh, that that he was friendly toward the poor. Jesus was and is all of those things, but he is so much more. Hey, listen, don't reduce Jesus to being just a good man. Jesus is in a category altogether unto himself. He is not just the good man. He is the God man. And when this man approaches Jesus and says, good master, Jesus' response is, do not call me good. I'm not just a good man. I am the God man. Jesus eliminates that possibility. There is no one that is good. We are all sinners and none of us can say that we've ever lived a perfect life. Jesus alone is without sin. Jesus alone is God. Jesus alone, Jesus alone is good. And you must receive him for who he is. You must receive him for who he truly is, not for who you would say he should be. Number three, Jesus performs miracles. In John chapter 10, verse 36 through 39, Jesus says, Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, Thou blasphemest, because I said, I am the Son of God. If I do the works of my Father, believe me not. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe me not, believe the works that she may know and believe that the father is in me and I in him therefore they sought again to take him but he escaped out of their hands jesus did feed the hungry jesus did heal the sick in his presence the blind could see in his presence the lame could walk in his presence the mute could sing praises unto his name jesus was and is a miracle worker he is But in this passage, but in this passage and other passages, by the way, Jesus declares himself to be the son of God. And when he did that, here's what they did. They accused him of blasphemy. Blasphemy meaning this, he was declaring himself to be God. And though Jesus is declaring himself to be God, he is. He is not a liar, he is a truth teller. And so he says to them, If you're having a hard time believing my words, look at my works. Look at my works. Look at the miraculous, saving, healing, changing, life transforming, history altering, sickness, healing, dead, rising, power of God. Look at that. And friends, I want you to know today Jesus still does miracles. He still changes lives there are many people in this room including the man that is speaking to you this morning that would say he has performed a miracle in my life he has changed my life I've seen him heal the sick I've seen my own wife on her deathbed and 29 days later get up and walk out of the hospital only to have another baby instead of the front row of church this morning. I've seen him change lives that have been destroyed. I've seen him uh, take addicts and liberate them from their addictions to different drugs and, and evil spirits. And so, yes, we should believe his words. But, we, but if we have a hard time with that, believe his works. Look at what he's done. And today, on April the 20th of 2014, guess what? You again could see his miraculous, life changing, transforming, history altering power because today, on this day, you can be saved, you can be changed. He will save you today. And that is a miracle. Jesus, number four, he said he is sinless. He did. He said he's sinless. Can you believe that kind of a claim? In John chapter 8 and verse number 46, he says it openly, he says it clearly, he says it plainly, he says it truthfully. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? I'm going to start this thought by letting you all know today that Erica Pacey is a sinner. If you don't know who that is, that's me. I have sinned in my past, lots of it. I have sinned in my present. And I have sinned in my future that I have not yet gotten to, but I can assure you I will. We are all sinners. We are all sinners by nature, and we are all sinners by choice. Sin includes our thoughts, sin includes our deeds, sin includes our actions. Sin includes our motives, which compel us to do our thoughts and our words and our deeds. None of us can say that we are without sin. None of us can say that we are perfect. Time out. Except. Jesus says, except for me. This is an amazing claim. Jesus gets up and says this publicly. Does anyone have any accusation of any sin that I have ever committed? Speak up right now. Jesus alone is without sin. They couldn't speak up. Jesus is not the best in our category. No, no, no. Jesus is in a category all by himself. He's sinless. What a staggering claim. Because no other major world religion leader has ever had a founder that has made this claim. Jesus stands alone. Number five. Jesus said he is God. (laughs) Look, if you would, John 10 on the screen, verse 30 through 33. Here's what we read Jesus saying. Here's what he said. I and my Father are one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit are one. Jesus said, I am God. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? And the Jews answered him saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Over and over and over again in the Scriptures, Jesus unapologetically, unequivocally, unashamedly uh, declared himself to be God God. And I want to go on record as saying this morning that Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is the only God. And by the grace of God, Jesus Christ is our God. Buddha never said he was God. Confucian never said he was God. Krishna never said he was God. Muhammad never said he was God. No other major religious founder has ever made this claim. Jesus stands alone. And this claim is either true or it is false. And if it is false, then Jesus Christ is the most damnable, despicable liar that has ever lived on the face of the earth. He tells us to pray to him. He, 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 he tells us, confess your sin to me. He says, trust him. He tells us to follow him. He, he tells us to give our lives to him, to give our dollars to him, to give our deeds to him, to give our days to him. And if he is not God, then he is the most damnable man that has ever lived on the face of the earth. But if he tells the truth, he is God. And I believe he is God. And I believe he's God because he said it. He's God. Number six. Jesus forgives sin. We see this in Mark chapter 2, verse 5 through 7. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, to that paralyzed man, he said, Son, thy sin's Be forgiven me. There it is. There there it is. There's the statement. Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. But there was a certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why did this man speak blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God only? Jesus looks at a sinful man here. Just as Jesus would look at you you and 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 say, your sins are forgiven. You see, every time any one of us commits a sin, it is a sin against God. In Psalm chapter 51 and verse 4, David said, Against thee and thee only have I sinned. It is a violation when we sin, it's a violation against God's law. It's a violation against God's character. And God alone can forgive sin. Jesus says, I forgive sin. And do you know what all of us need this morning? We all need forgiveness of sins. All of us do. That burden of guilt. The burden of shame. The condemnation that goes along with sin. Things that I've said, oh man things that I've said that I shouldn't have said. Things that these hands have done that they just should have never done. Places that these these feet have gone that they should have never gone. What about this? What about things that I never did that I knew God told me to do? Sin. 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 Now, every other world religion will tell you what to do with your sin. They'll tell you. Some will say, take this path. Some will say, do this kind of a work, or or, or light this candle, or or pay this amount of money, or or go see this person. But here's what Jesus says. I'll take care of that. I'll I'll just forgive you. I'll just forgive you. And friends, there is nothing for you and I to do to experience forgiveness from God. We just need to trust in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Jesus made forgiveness possible on the cross. He was crucified. He shed his blood he died for you and for me. He was our substitute. We should have been on that cross. We should have died. But Jesus said, I'll take your place. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's why we die. You know why we die? Because we're sinners. If we weren't sinners, we wouldn't die. We die because we're sinners. But Jesus loved us so much that it says in romans five eight that God commendeth or gave his love to us, and that whew, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, He died for us, He paid sins penalty you and i were on a path to the wrath of god and total destruction and an eternity forever in hell but god said wait a minute i'll pay the price number seven jesus said he is the only way to heaven that's what he said in john chapter 14 verse 6 jesus said i am the way the truth and the life No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So not only, not only does Jesus come down from heaven, he lives without sin, he dies for our sin, he rises uh, as our Savior, he ascends back to heaven, he opens a door for us, a doorway for us, into the presence of God, into the kingdom of God, and he invites us to pass through that door by trusting in him and him alone you see Jesus my friend is exclusive there is only one way only one way I don't know what you've been told I don't know what you've been taught but you're looking at a preacher here today that's going to tell you the truth I cannot lie I must be a truth teller listen not all religions save not all paths lead to eternal life Not all gods and goddesses are truly the one true God. I must tell you the truth. There is no salvation. There is no forgiveness of sin. There is no eternal life apart from faith in Jesus Christ. We believe it because he said it. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no man, no woman, no one comes to the Father but by me but not only is Jesus Christ exclusive i'm the only way he says he is inclusive in that he invites us all no matter what sin you've committed jesus invites you no matter what race you are jesus invites you no matter how old you are jesus invites you no matter what religion you have participated in jesus invites you the door is open everyone is welcome all races All genders, all languages, all nations, all tribes, all tongues, all people from all time and all places are all welcome to faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Number eight, Jesus said that he would resurrect from the dead. Mark 8.31 And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things... This is what Jesus taught. The son of man himself, he would suffer many things. He would be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. But aren't you glad that verse doesn't end there? Here's what Jesus said. He said, and after three days, rise again. There it is again. Jesus saying it over and over and over again in scripture. He says, I am God. And here are the people struggling to believe it. They're having a hard time believing that. So Jesus said this. In that verse, he says, well, just wait and see. If you're struggling to believe that I'm God, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. I'm going to be buried. And then three days later, I'm going to rise from the dead. You see, it is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that is his vindication. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that everything he ever said is absolutely and completely true. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. alive. He was arrested. He was falsely accused. He was beaten. Beaten to nearly death. He was stripped of almost all of his clothing. He was flogged by a cat of nine tails. Nails were taken and placed into the most sensitive nerve endings on a person's body their hands and their feet. He had a spear uh, when he actually finally died on that cross that they, they thrust through his side and punctured his, his heart sac to where blood and water flowed from his side to prove that he was dead. And he died. He died. He did. But three days later, he was alive. <laughs> he was alive. <laughs> I mean, he walked into town. I mean, he, he, he actually, he rolled the stone away. He, he, he walked into town. And over the span of 40 days, 40 days before he ascended to heaven, he actually appeared to as many as 500 people at one time. Listen to this, guys. He ate with people. I mean, he, he actually had friends that hugged him. He had women that, that loved him and, and, and cared for him, that, that actually walked up to him and, and hugged him. And Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and history has never been the same since. <laughs> you say, what do you mean, preacher? Well, cowardly disciples that used to cower defending Christ, well, here's what they did after he rose from the dead. They actually preached the gospel even if it meant they died. The early church began to meet on Sunday, and we're talking about a tradition that had been since the foundation, really, if you will, of, of mankind. Uh, Saturday was the Sabbath day, but now it, we're meeting on Sunday. Why? Because that's the day he rose from the dead. All prophecy has been fulfilled. They took and we take communion to remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And no one, no one visited the grave of Jesus. Why would you visit the grave of Jesus? He wasn't there. If you wanted to see Jesus, you wouldn't go to his grave. You see, that's what people do now. They go to a grave. They make a shrine of the grave, right? They go there and and they they, they stop and visit the grave as as a way of saying, this is where my loved one is. And and, and they throw flowers on that grave. Uh, Or some famous person, we like to go see the grave of someone. But you didn't see anybody in scripture going to the grave to visit the grave because Jesus wasn't there. If you wanted to spend time with Jesus and go see him, you could walk up to him and say, hey, would you like to have a meal together because Jesus was alive and so we ask this question who is Jesus Christ he is the maker of heaven and earth he is the alpha and omega the beginning and the end He is the Son of God. He is the God-man. He is our humble servant. He is the man of sorrows. He is the good shepherd. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Wonderful Counselor. He is the Lion and the Tribe of Judah. He is the sinless Savior. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is the sinner's friend. He is the great high priest. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the way. He is the truth. And He is the life. And no man comes to the Father but by Him. His love is glorious. His love is matchless. His love is priceless. His love is marvelous. He rose from the dead and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. And so Jesus asks this question this morning. Who do you say that I am? Today. Who do you say that I am? That is the most important question you're ever going to be asked. And so we've come to a point of decision. You must make a decision in this moment, this morning. Will you leave here a Christian or a non-Christian? Will you leave here a believer, a follower of Christ, or a non-believer? Will you resist the grace of God? Will you reject the love of Jesus or... Will you be redeemed? As he sang. Will you be redeemed by turning from sin and trusting in him? I mentioned this when I got up to speak. We're here because we love you. But more importantly than that, we're here because God loves you. And Jesus alone saves. He saves. He saves from a place called hell. From eternal separation from God forever and ever and ever. And friends you have a very important decision to make i want you to know there are people that have been praying for you this morning there's people that have been praying for you for for a long time will you give your life to jesus will you leave here trusting in jesus for forgiveness of sin trust in jesus please trust in jesus that's what we invite you to do We invite you today to make the most important decision of your entire life to turn from sin and to trust in Jesus. Stop living the life that you've lived and start living the life that Jesus has planned for you. And if you're feeling this in your heart right now, you'd know what I'm talking about. You'd know. If you're feeling this in your heart right now, Can I tell you what that is? That's the Holy Spirit. He's convincing you right now. It's you. It's you. He's convicting you right now. In this moment, I mean, think about all the days of history, all the years of history, all the millennials of history, and here we are today, and Jesus Christ is speaking to you. And he's drawing you to himself. He found you. You didn't find him. He found you this morning. And he's knocking. He's knocking he's knocking. You're not knocking. He's knocking. And he's convincing you to come and trust him as Savior. I'm going to pray, and then I'll tell you what's next.